from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Welcome into the program. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Matt Humans filling in for Paulie Howard, who was taking some time off. We're in uh, downtown Las Vegas at the Circus Sportsbook inside the resort and casino. We'll talk some NBA with uh, Brian Mahoney from the AP coming up in a few minutes. This is a photo that you've uh, you noticed that yeah, Brooks Kepka <clears throat> sent this out. This was uh, He was at the Mayweather fight yeah. on Sunday. Are you going to call that a fight? Well, the exhibition. It truly was an exhibition. Mayweather-Paul exhibition. Brooks so Kepka tweeted, fight night with my KO. Uh-huh. What do you make of the photo? Okay, what so do you, do you, break down do you think more or less of Brooks Kepka after you look at this photo? He's got his fiance there to his left. She's got the big diamond ring on. It's looking pretty hot. What the hell is he wearing? You have a problem with the look shirt the or sh- the shoes? Look at the shoes. Yeah. Are those black socks I'm looking at? First or? of all, the what's he get? Is, he's got the pants pulled up like the old parachute pants. Yeah, like, it looks like flood pants with. Uh, no floodgates are open. Some weird sort of shoes, striped shirt. He looks like a clown. I when I first saw this, this is Brooks Kepka who considers himself like the badass of the PGA Tour, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny Brady Cannon described it perfectly. You remember? On the first hole of the PGA on Sunday. Oh, yeah. When Kepka birdied, Phil bogeyed, and he said uh, Kepka walked off the green like 
uh, the toughest guy in the world. Yep, that's me, Brooks Kepka. I'm going to take I'm going to take over this tournament. I got now. this. Yeah. And then he completely fell apart. Yep. This outfit he's got on here definitely makes me think less of him. First of all, any guy with a lot of money who's a pro athlete can get a hot chick to say yes if you give her a diamond ring, right? So I'm not impressed. I'm not either necessarily yeah. with that at all. Uh, the outfit he's got on. Is he trying to be a Backstreet Boy or what? What's the deal? Wow, that's an old. I, I had no idea where you're going to go with this. What's the current uh, reference for Backstreet Boys? I don't pay attention to the new boy stuff group like that. Boy yeah. band? Yeah, who would be the boy band of know. the current era? Uh, Harry Styles. Never heard of him. I think it was called One Direction, maybe. I don't know, but he's on his own now. Is, is I, Kep- I know I've already said too much. Is Kepka? Trying to audition for that group here with his uh, outfit? Hey, do you want to show? This is here, pathetic. Here, Matt. Huh? I will show right now how. Can we put the photo up again? Or do we have it on? Or... You know, you, you, you try to be hip it. and kind of, you know, whatever. I have no idea what they're doing with their fingers. I don't know. I have no idea what that means. I was very disappointed when I saw this photo. I think Indy Jeff Seeley, who's the number one Brooks Kepka fan in the country, has got to be disappointed with this, too. <laughs> I, I, you want to bet? I bet you Indy Jeff already purchased this on Amazon. I bet you he has he's, that shirt. He's probably he's got the shirt, and he's probably got this uh, photo as a poster in his bedroom. Brooks <laughs> Kepka's got four major wins. He's thirty-one years old, and Indy Jeff bet over the prop of seven and a half by the age of fifty at the Westgate Superbook. Yeah, you think he gets to eight? Does Kepka get to eight majors? He's been so close. Uh, Jeff might have to wait fifteen years to catch that bet. Good NBA playoffs with Brian Mahoney from the AP coming up next. The Nets are favored, obviously, to win the NBA title. But which team or teams has the best chance to beat Brooklyn? We'll ask Brian Mahoney that question coming up next. This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Utah Jazz take game one of their Western Conference semifinal series with the LA Clippers, 112 to 109. The Jazz were three point favorites at the push. A total of 221 and a half just stayed under at 221. Coming up, the Jazz will host the Clippers in game two of the series in Salt Lake City on Thursday. Early line, Jazz laying three, 220 and a half, the total. The Islanders can close out their series with a win today over the Boston Bruins. Bruins, a dollar 32 road favorite, total five shaded to the over. The Dodgers, a dollar 60 favorite at the Pittsburgh Pirates today, the total nine flat. Be sure to check out our new betting splits feature on vcin.com before you place your next bet every day. We're posting the latest splits for games at current odds and what percentage of bets and money being placed on each game. Go to vcin.com and check out the betting splits plus live odds, line moves, and game analysis. Makes vcin.com the best place to visit before your next bet. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vcin odds at vsin.com. And remember... Cash and tickets is what it's all about. It's time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. Here's a new feature that we have on vcin.com every day. We're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge. And, of course, we have all of the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at vcin.com. 
NBA.com. Brian Mahoney covers the NBA for the Associated Press. He's kind enough to join us here early on a Wednesday morning. Good to talk to you again, Brian. How are you today? Hey, everything's good here. How are you guys? Doing well. Doing really well. Were you the person who voted Derrick Rose as the uh, MVP? <laughs> I, I can't take the blame for that one. I, uh, that's uh, that's all our uh, our friends in the fan industry who uh, who caused that problem. Do you have Do you have any? Has this been like a thing over the years? It's the first time I've ever heard of something like this. It's it's the first time it's ever stood out this way. I mean, yeah. they, they they allow the fan vote, and uh, you know the fans may not pick the guy who won, but this is the first time they picked someone who shouldn't have been in the race at all. So uh, obviously, you know, thankfully it doesn't matter ultimately. But you know, nowadays where contracts can be tied to voting and stuff like that in some regards, uh, you just don't want to take that chance. And I'm I'm sure yep. the NBA will have to reconsider that. Did you give a first place vote to Joker? I didn't. I actually went to Curry, and that was a Curry. late decision. Uh, uh. You know, I, I had Embiid at one point. I switched to Joker, and then uh, just the way Curry played at the, you know, the last, you know, through April into May, I just thought the Warriors were, you know, I saw them play a couple times during the year. I thought they were terrible, and he yep. somehow got them into the you know into that playing round and uh just thought an incredible bounce back from last year so at the last second i switched to him and i would have been happy with any of those three guys really but uh but i went curry Jokic, and beat on my ballot i tend to agree with you i was saying late in the season i'd probably vote for curry too so there were a hundred votes curry got five of the 100 first place votes joker got 91 yeah yeah no i mean look i think what brian said is accurate you take curry off that team I mean, I mean, Brian, they don't how, win 20 games. Yeah, they probably, what are they going to win, 15, 12, 15 games this year? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I saw them play. At the beginning of the year, you know, they, they came to Brooklyn, got blown out the first game, went to Milwaukee, got blown out then. I'm like, wow, this team's going to win, you know, 15, 20 games. They were awful. And, uh, you know, they end up almost getting in the postseason, and uh, the year he had was incredible. And, you know, Jokic just, uh, you know, once Jamal Murray went down, they didn't fall apart at all. I wanted to credit him for that, and it was just such a, you know, we saw ultimately multiple guys getting yeah. first place votes. It was a really strong year for a lot of guys. No doubt. Uh, do you think the Hawks are going to have any solution for Joel Embiid in this series whatsoever? I mean, 39 in game one and 40 last night. The guy's been unstoppable so far. Not very much. Uh, yeah. When he's healthy this year, no one's had a solution for him. And, uh, you know, Capella's a good defensive center, good enough that you think you'll take your chance uh, playing him straight up one-on-one without having a double. And uh, But if you do that, he's going to get his. I don't care how good the defensive guy on him is. Uh, but the Hawks feel confident that they have enough balance around that to, to withstand that. So uh, let's see. I mean, they were in that game last night for, you know, uh, almost three full quarters. So they can withstand it, I think. At least they think they can. Yeah, the key to this, and I, you know, Char, we talked about this a little bit earlier, Brian. Charles Barkley mentioned it on uh, the broadcast, uh, I think it was last night, where he said, look, I mean, Embiid's going to do whatever he wants, but what are they going to get from everybody else? Like, is Seth Curry going to shoot like that in every game? I mean, Ben Simmons gave him four points last night. They're going to have to have guys like that step up because the Hawks are really good, and if they want to get by, you know, the, this team and then the Nets potentially, like, Embiid can't just go for 40 or 45 every game on his own. Like, Simmons has to be a factor. At some point, you you would think so. And, uh, you know, when things are going great for them, you say, okay, you can withstand him not doing that because uh, he does so much else with his defense and and rebounding and pushing the ball. Uh, You'd say, okay, Simmons is the best player you'd ever want if he doesn't have to score. But on the nights when he does have to score, uh, you know, he can't necessarily do that. So when they get a night like last night where, you know, a shake Milton comes in and and turns that game around, you know, they they need that kind of thing. And it's just tough to ask uh, consistently. 
Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest is Brian Mahoney. Does a great job covering the NBA for the Associated Press. So you you live in New York. Uh, you cover the Nets and the Knicks and the Association, obviously, in general. The Nets are favored to win this thing, and uh, they should be the favorites right now. If they don't win it, which team in your eyes do you think has the best chance to beat them? Would it be the 76ers beyond this round? Um, you know, assuming for the sake of this segment here that they get by the Bucks anyway, or is it somebody from the West? I think it's someone from the West. Uh, you know, I think, you know, obviously they don't have an answer for Embiid. We, as we know, no one does. But, but I think top to bottom, they're you know a better roster than than Philadelphia if it's there. Uh, same thing with Atlanta. Uh, but uh, in the West, there's some problems because teams who have bigs who also. Uh, can play fast. Uh, when you look at Phoenix, uh, you know, with the, with the guards they have with Aiton, who's playing terrific in the playoffs. Uh, with, with Jokic, they still have guys around him. Obviously, Utah with Gobert in the middle has the great shooting on the outside as well, and Donovan Mitchell creating. So I think there's, you know, probably three teams in the West mm. who could beat the Nets. Uh, in the East, I'm not sure I see anybody right now. Well, let's talk about tonight's game. Brooklyn Nets, three three or three and a half here at Circa now. Uh, Nets at Bucks game Three and obviously uh, Brian the uh, the Bucks got embarrassed in Game Two. That's a thirty nine point loss. What are they? What do they have to do to get back in this series and make Game Three a different story tonight? You know, I don't know. It's one of those you say, okay, there'll be an adjustment. But when you watch how comprehensive that beating was in Game Two, you say, okay, I don't know what the adjustment can possibly be. Um, they need to obviously hit some outside shots. Uh, by the time they hit anything the other night, it was too late in the game. Middleton or, or Holiday, one of them has to get off to some kind of a good start. And, uh, you know, they have to find a way to, you know, you can't let guys like Blake Griffin or Bruce Brown hurt you because you know Durant and Kyrie Irving are. They have to find a way to defend the other guys better than they have so far. Joe Harris, you know, maybe one guy can hurt you, but you can't let two or three guys hurt you beyond the two guys who you know definitely will. I like your tweet the other night during Game 2 when you said, among Bucks' problems, Bruce Brown is only starting because James Harden is hurt, and right now nobody who ever watched basketball would take Chris Middleton over him. And mm. as, as you sent that out, I'm like, you're 100% spot on with that. <laughs> that can't happen if you're the Bucks. Right. No, you're right, Mitch. You know, you watch it. You watch games sometimes. And you just know it's a simple thing. Is you a team says, "I know that we can stop them, and they can't stop us." And you can tell guys like Bruce Brown have that feeling right now. And I don't know if Chris Middleton does. Uh, you know, there's just a confidence thing the Nets are playing with that Milwaukee's not. And you know, beyond just skill, that kind of stuff matters too. Yep. That Bucks Nets game is tomorrow night. We have one game tonight on the schedule. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and th- and that's uh, game two, Suns. <clears throat> And Nuggets and the Suns were awesome in the second half of that game. I mean, that was you know the Nuggets played really well, probably up until like the midway point of the third quarter. That's when the Suns took over. What do you expect in the game tonight? Yeah, I, you know I, I like the way Phoenix is playing right now. I think you know obviously it's hard to really gauge because of the Lakers injuries, but I just thought the way Aiton played against some good big guys in that series was a great confidence boost for them. You know what you're going to get from Chris Paul and Booker, obviously, and and they have some nice players on the wings, but. Uh, you know, I thought he's just been such a factor in, in this postseason that uh, they feel pretty comfortable playing against uh, Nuggets right now. So I think it's a potentially long series, but but I like you know Phoenix the way things look right now for them. I tell you what, Brian, if this development continues for Aiton, and there's no reason why it can't, uh, looks like that pick is going to work out quite well. And to combine him with a guy like Devin Booker, 
Like, this just makes the West that much better moving forward because the Suns were an afterthought for so many years, and now it's like, okay, they're the two seed. They can maybe come out of the West this year. Like, they can, Monty Williams did a great job this year. Like, this team's going to be around for a long time, the way it looks like. No, you're absolutely right. They have a lot of things going for them right now. And, and uh, you know, the further they go here, just, you know, only makes that better. Get more and more experience, whether they win it or not. Uh, you know, there's a lot to like when, when you haven't played in the playoffs at all. And then all of a sudden you finally get in and you do very well there. Uh, yeah, things are really, really looking up for the way things are in Phoenix right now. Guys like uh, Durant and Irving, again, going back to a team that you get to watch in person so often. What's that like in person to see those two guys operate together just because they have so much talent oozing out? Like, how many times are you sitting there at press row just, like, shaking your head? I can't believe what I just saw again. <laughs> Pretty much for 48 minutes the other night. Yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah it, it, is, it is incredible. Uh, this, the, you know, the, the shot, yeah, because... Uh, look, there are so many times in the NBA where, you know, you can be a great player, but somebody has to create something for you. Uh, that's just why so many great point guards in the league. But these are two guys who, you know, don't need any. You just give them the ball. And uh, what they did the other night and what they can do a lot is uh, is incredible. And they haven't had a chance to play together very much this year. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's just kind of all on the fly for them. And, uh, yeah, really, really spectacular to watch. Uh, there's just not many guys who can do what they can do. Yeah, the big three together on the floor. Very seldom this season. Uh, actually, uh, maybe about 10 games the entire season. How about this uh, quote from Kyrie Irving before the season, Brian? Uh, I don't really see us having a head coach. KD could be a head coach. I could be a head coach. You've seen this team and how it operates. Uh, what's Steve Nash's impact here, and uh, do those players respect his voice as a head coach? Yeah, and Kyrie, to his credit, kind of undid that early in the season. Uh, I think Steve Nash has done a great job. I mean, going into the season, I think he was the X factor. You know, they knew they were going to be talented, but can this guy really coach? And uh, as the year's gone on, I think he's proven he can. Uh, you know, I think that game one, yeah, I don't care how long you've coached, when one of your players goes down in 43 seconds, yep. uh, and you've got to suddenly change your rotation around, and, you know, all that kind of stuff they had to deal with and dealt with a great, uh, you know, look, some of that's talent, I get that, but someone's also a coach being able to adjust to the game and the situation. I think Steve Nash has done that very, very well. Uh, he deserves some credit. He's proven he can do this job. How did you vote for Coach of the Year? Did you uh, give Tibbs your first place vote? I did. Uh, I went Tibbs, Monty, Quinn Snyder, which I think was the way it played out. Uh, and, uh, you know, I thought, again, they, they were all great choices. Uh, a couple other guys I considered, too. But uh, just knowing, you know, nobody thought the Knicks were going to win anything. I know Mitch, you were on these early on. Yeah, Thibodeau was the guy all along. But uh, this is a team we thought could win 20, 25 games. And to get in the first round of the playoffs with home court advantage with the the lack of talent that they had uh, just really goes to show what a what a great coach he is and, and how much he changed things there. Yeah, great job by you, Mitch. Jumping on uh, Tibbs, Coach of the Year props. You had a few bets at 16-1, 16 to 1, 16 right? to 1, yeah. Hey, uh, Dennis, I'm curious. What, what do you think the Knicks do in the offseason? Because they definitely need to make some moves to take the next step uh, in the East. There's been some talk that Blazers could trade Damian Lillard, which I find far-fetched. I don't know how you could trade a player like that. But what do you think's out there for the Knicks in the offseason? Well, he only trade a player like that if he really forces his way out, which a lot of guys do. I don't know if he's at the point where he would do that. But um, the Knicks are in a great spot because they have enough 
uh, they have between six, 15 and 60 million. That's enough to maybe get two guys. They have draft picks to trade. They have two first-round picks. So they know they have to upgrade their talent. Uh, that was clear in that Atlanta series. They don't have guys who can create their own shot. They don't have uh, you know a great point guard situation. They had to go back to Derrick Rose, play him huge minutes. So there's a lot of spots to address on the perimeter, but they actually have a situation now where between the picks, the money, and the fact they have a coach that people respect, uh, they have a great shot to, to upgrade. So I think they are going to have a good offseason. What about uh, another team that got knocked out early, the Lakers? And, uh, you know, Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. But if Davis and LeBron are healthy, what do the Lakers do to, uh, I guess, reshape the supporting cast around those two guys for next season? I mean, if they're healthy, not much. Uh, this is a team, I think, that if you said healthy, we'd go back and still pick them to to win the West for sure. Uh, it's just a matter of they weren't. and uh, But the roster is still in pretty good shape. Uh, you know, obviously they have to decide on if they think Schroeder's their guy as the point guard. Uh, but beyond that, they have wing shooting. They still have, you know, two of the best players in the league up front. So, um, you know, I don't think this is a total overhaul. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, the offseason was too short. The guys never were healthy in, during the season, and, and now they have a long offseason to, to correct that. You can follow Brian on Twitter. He is at Brian C. Mahoney. You're the best, man. Love talking to you. Thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate that. Hey, thanks, guys. Take care of yourself. Yep, be good. There you go. By the way, Brian is very good. As a guy who's had a, a vote for a long time in the NBA, mm-hmm. he sold this this many times. Like, he looks at the win totals and stuff like that. Uh, a few years ago, when it came down to Russell Westbrook and James Harden for the MVP, he's like, the Rockets' win total was not nearly what James Harden is going to lead this team to. I think they were the one seed that year mm-hmm. in the Western Conference. He's like, they won 15, 16, whatever it was, uh, more games in their win total. He's like, that's more important than what Westbrook's doing this year. And he kind of referred to it there with his voting for Thibodeau. He's like, mm-hmm. what did people expect? 20, 22, 25 wins from this team this year? 2022 was basically yeah. the expectation yep. on the win total. Yep. Uh, that's I love educated voters uh, like that, and you don't yeah, have, have a lot of them in the media sometimes. Agreed, yeah. There are a lot of guys who have their heads stuck up somewhere else. Uh, how about in the NFL, just quickly, what do you think matters more? I know you hit the NFL Coach of the Year prop yep. with Stefanski. The Washington football team had a relatively low win total, did go over it, went 7-9, and nine. Uh, Ron Rivera, I thought, deserved more consideration for Coach of the Year because he, I don't, he, had, I don't he, disagree. he had to deal with overcoming cancer and mm-hmm. all that stuff throughout the season. If you haven't gone through that, you have no idea what it took for Ron Rivera to get through this season. But the Redskins, right here at Circus Sports before the season, were 25-1 to 1 odds to win the NFC East. 25-1 to 1 odds to win to the win division. Their division. Yes. And they win the division to make the playoffs. I thought Rivera deserved more... Uh, more votes, more consideration to be the coach of the year in the NFL. No, I thought he, in fact, like, look, um, if I would not have cashed the Stavansky coach of the year tickets, could I really have complained? The answer is no, because Rivera was an unbelievable candidate again this year, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I thought McDermott for the Bills had a good chance. Outstanding. I mean, somebody deserves credit. Josh Allen, the turnaround for Josh Allen in that year, and what they did to win that many games to be the two seed in the AFC, like, that guy deserves a lot of credit. Well, those were a few great candidates. For me, Ron Rivera, what put him over the top was the fact the guy had to overcome cancer I mean, through, was, during the season. He was taking treatments I know. during the yeah. season. So, I mean, I don't know because, like, what would it... How do you factor that into the voting? Like, I wonder, because what, they win the division with seven wins? Seven and nine. Seven and nine. Like, had they won nine games or ten games? Well, I couldn't tell. Definitely. 
But, but how about but, if they go eight and eight? But my question is yeah. like, why would it take that much? They still won their division. Yeah, still won the division at twenty five yeah. to one odds. Look what the guy overcome to get his team to that point. Uh, the Alex Smith story was phenomenal. Yeah, that was as good as it gets. Uh, good feedback today on the show. And I'll run this. This idea came in about Brooks Kepka down in Miami this weekend. I'll run this by Matt coming up next. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. For your winnings, cash out instantly with Bet Rivers feature called Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at Bet Rivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in play betting options out there. As always, get 250 bucks as a match bonus, fastest payouts, and only one time playthrough at Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. The offer is valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. It's also available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. You must be 21 years old. Let's go back to this photo here of uh, Brooks Kepka in Miami. He was at the uh, Mayweather <laughs> Paul exhibition over the weekend. Not, you, not looking like the badass of the PGA Tour, is he? I don't, I don't know what the... What is that? Outfit? You have a problem with the shirt? I, I the hate pants. the shirt. 
the shoes, the pants, everything about that. Here's anyway, what we, yep. What do we have? A tweet from a Nemesis Enforcer. Think the finger <laughs> thing is them taking their pulse. What? Which I don't know. He's like, maybe. He's like, ah, maybe. It could be what it is. Don't you take uh, the pulse on the wrist? That's what I would probably They're on the elbow. Towards. Yeah. Uh, shirt is suspect. A Miami thing, maybe? Eh, cruise Miami wear. Miami Vice. That kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Shoes. and tubs. And he also said this. Shoes are Jordan 1's probably unreleased color. Eh, whatever. They're weak. <laughs> What's the longest line you've ever waited in to get Jordan's? What? <laughs> the look on your face. Uh, I've never owned a pair of Jordans in my life. Uh, those were the our, our high school basketball shoes, actually. Were the red, black, and white Air Jordans. Those are from, pretty cool uh, the, shoes. The late 1980s. Yeah. Yeah, the, our basketball team wore those because our school colors were black, red, and white. So yeah. it's perfect. Uh, and uh, I've still got those shoes. My dad actually wears them. I outgrew the shoes, obviously, a long time ago, but he wears those shoes now when he goes out and shoots hoops. To this day? Yeah. He's 70. 75, he wears those Air Jordans when he goes out. The and they hold up? Yeah. Wow, that's strong. I have a buddy, uh, childhood friend. I think, I'd have to go back and look, I think he's got more than 100 pairs of Jordans. Oh, wow. He's obsessed. That's, yeah. that's a little overboard. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about this giveaway yesterday from a was v- that? VEASAN viewer? Filipino dictators, what was it, Imelda Marcos, who had like 8 million pairs of shoes or something? I think so. 8,000 yeah. pairs of shoes? Rodney Hill, shout out Rodney, <clears throat> look at this. 95 degrees at Target Field last night. The giveaway, why not? Fleece bomber hats for the first 10,000 people. Huh? Get cozy, fellas. That's the worst giveaway I've ever seen at a, at a summer sporting event. It's certainly, yeah, the worst timed giveaway. <laughs> and he's got the fleece hats on. It's 95, evidently, the Midwest going through a uh, major heat, heating. Uh, it's, uh, what was it, I think 95 with like 90% humidity. Like heat advisories Thanks for all the across. fleece bomber hat. Look yeah. at that. Okay. And this is a question to... Uh, I will say he and his, uh, his girl there, they look good, but you probably look better if you take the hats off. Probably, yeah. yeah. Nice and comfortable here. I need a fleece hat. <laughs> Come on. And, and this is <laughs> Only a... Only in Minnesota would that be the giveaway. Amazing. Huh? I mean, you know they have walleye on a stick there? Paul Howard's watching right now saying, where can I get one of those bomber hats? Absolutely. Send that over to me, Rodney. I'll wear that to the show next time. Um, this, so Rob Pizzola is a professional sports better. He was on to this a couple of weeks back, loves betting on hockey, lives in Toronto. And so this is a quote tweet, the, uh, CN tower in Toronto. Uh-huh. They, they sent out a photo of it and they said, it's going to be lit red, blue, and white for the Canadians who will go on to represent Canada's hope for the Stanley cup. And Rob again, lives in Toronto. He's like, is this some kind of sick twisted joke? So my question is for those of you who watches on Sportsnet um, on Can- in Canada, if you do not live in Montreal, and if you're maybe like a... Uh... Montreal's a great city, by the way. I went there uh, for a college basketball, one of those summer yeah, tours. UNLV sure. went there in the summer. I love Montreal. It was in the middle of uh, August. Phenomenal city, man. Had a great time. Heard great things about it. Yeah. But if you don't live there, or maybe you grew up there, you were a Canadians fan, and you moved somewhere else in the country. Like, if you're not a Canadians diehard fan, or you don't live in that city, is it like, pfft, what? There's no chance I'm rooting for the Canadians <laughs> to win. Yeah, I, don't, I, because, I would think if you're in Canada, you got to root for a Canadian team to win. But I don't. If, make, you're, if yeah. you're in Toronto, you're probably not rooting for Montreal. But if you're in, I don't know, some of the other spots, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Vancouver, Calgary, Quebec... 
I mean, close to obviously Montreal. But I mean, are, if you're in any of those other spots, are you rooting for the Canadians to win? I think you have. By the way, the last Canadian team to win the cup, do you know what it was? It was 93. The Canadians? It was the Canadians yeah. then. 93. Yeah. How's the Canadian team not won the cup? It's been way too long. In almost 30 years. I know people wow. who are like, the playoffs, I'm like, don't you think the playoffs are better when the Canadian teams make it deep? And they're like, I don't care. Get them out of here for all I'm ca- like, okay, all right. I think it's more interesting. I do too. But I don't know. I guess we're like not a Canadian's diet. Montreal, Vegas in the next round. Yeah. Uh, in pocket plays. We'll recap last night. Oh boy. And get to uh, what we're betting today coming up next. to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it, take it, take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're up. There's got to be balance in life, right? I win the Tom Thibodeau Coach of the Year award, and the next night, two bets that I make, in pocket, uh, go 0-2. The Avalanche VGK first period. Oh, I had it over. I know there was some confusion yesterday. It was over one and a half. How about Rantanen missing the open net? Otherwise, it would have gone over. I think Mark Andre Fleury was about five feet away from the puck, oh. sitting right there in the crease. And uh, how does he not get that into the goal? I mean, but you can't say really it's a bad beat because the Avalanche score on a uh, fluky goal, basically a slap shot from uh, what thirty feet with one. Eight tenths of a second left in yeah, the first period. I'm not complaining. That, I mean, that was insane. Yeah. How about if you yeah. bet Colorado in the first period? How and lucky was that? And win? then you get that win. That goal. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Reds Brewers over eight and a half. Loser. Reds gave me one run yesterday. Man. So uh, I'm taking the day off. Bad day yesterday. Updated Major League Baseball record: 21, 16, and one plus 7.52 units. I had a couple plays I put up yesterday. Obviously, the golf tournament. We talked about this with uh, Jeff Seeley today. He had a Couple common plays here. Harold Varner the third at thirty-five to one. Jeff also said bet him to be the first round leader. Patton Kazire at forty. Ian Poulter at forty. Garrett Higo at fifty to one. Also yesterday I put up the uh, Sixers to win the series before uh, they won Game Two. Sixers at minus one thirty over the Hawks. That series now tied after the Sixers win uh, one eighteen to one hundred two last night. I've got one play for today. It's in baseball. The Mets, minus 122 over the Orioles. And uh, this number has been dropping. I don't like it when uh, I know. a number drops on the screen. You're betting against some sharp money here. Uh, but the Mets got down to 122 at the Westgate Superbook this morning. And Matt, uh, Mitch, when I looked at this last night, I said, all right, I'm going to bet against Matt Harvey in this spot. I've been betting against him uh, on a semi-regular basis here lately. Matt Harvey... Takes them out tonight against the Baltimore offense, or excuse me, with the Baltimore offense behind him that's actually been pretty hot lately. <clears throat> but the last time he faced the Mets, that was on May 12th at City Field. Harvey allowed seven runs in four and a third innings and a loss to the Mets. I like Tawan Walker. He's been pitching well mm-hmm. for the Mets. He probably should have beat the Padres uh, last week in San Diego. I'm going to go with the Mets here at a at – a, We'll say the basement price minus 122 in the market right now. Even though this Orioles offense has been uh, pretty good yesterday, the Orioles beat the Mets 10-3, and the day before that, the Baltimore offense 
uh, was pretty hot too. Scored 18 runs. Let's see. Uh, yeah, 18 runs, 21 hits Sunday against Cleveland. Yeah, not that the yep. Baltimore offense come out of nowhere. But I'm going to bet against Matt Harvey. I think that's uh, a sound strategy. I don't blame you. Let's do that tonight. I don't. Uh, if I also thought about Dennis Bernstein's play. He really likes the Islanders. He does. Plus money. He likes him a lot over the Bruins tonight. So I'll think about that one today. If you're a horse racing fan, First Bet is the place for you with wagering on races at more than 300 tracks and AI-assisted picks. It is the easiest way to bet on your favorite sport with secure payments, attentive customer service, and a reliable website. I'll brought to you by ExpressBet. Sign up using the promo code Vegas100 today and get up to $100 for the match bonus on your first deposit. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. That's vcin.com slash horses promo code is Vegas 100. We're getting a ton of reaction from uh, Canadians saying, no way, no how am I rooting for that team Serious? if I'm not from there. Other Canadians wow. are saying, if it was flipped and if it was Toronto, no chance I'm rooting for the Maple Leafs. So I can understand that Toronto yeah. and Montreal are not going to root for each other. I, I, would, I would think that a lot of Canadians would like to see a team from Canada win the Cup since it's been almost 30 years since it happened. See, that's kind of that's what I initially thought. But then if you're a diehard rival of that team, you're like... Well, if you're a rival, no, I understand. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like, Mitch, you and I are from Big Ten country. Uh, do you want... To, if your team doesn't make a run in the tournament, do you want to see another Big Ten team get to the Final Four and maybe win the whole thing? Do you want to see your conference succeed? Yes, somebody... I, I would say nine times out of ten, yes, I do, unless it's the rival team. I don't want to see the rival team win at all. But I would want to see another team from the conference be successful. I, I guess I pick and choose, because guess okay. how many days in my life I've rooted for Ohio State football? Well, probably zero. Yeah, unless I've had a bet on them. Okay. You know. Well, so. But that's it. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, so, uh, this is, we played this a little earlier. It's so good. I mean, it's going to get played a lot today. He's starting it, tonight, by the way. Uh, yes. We'll see, we'll see if the Mets, as road favorites, can beat Matt Harvey in Baltimore. And tonight, Garrett Cole is yep. a road favorite in Minnesota. Garrett Cole was asked yesterday, and here the, the question is included, so you can hear it for yourself. He was asked if he's ever used spider tack, which is this uh, sticky substance going around baseball right now. And have you ever used spider tack while pitching? Um, I don't... I don't know. I, I, I don't know if uh, I don't know quite. I don't quite know how to answer that. To be honest, um, I mean, there are customs and practices that have been passed down from older players to younger players, from the last generation of players to this generation of players, and um, you know, I I think. Uh, I think there are some things that are certainly out of bounds in that regard, and and uh, I've stood pretty stood pretty firm in, in terms of that, uh, in terms of the communication between our peers and whatnot, um, you know. And and I again, like I mentioned earlier, there's you know this is important to a lot of people that love the game, and this is including including the players in this room, including fans, including you know teams. And so if MLB wants to you know, legislate some more stuff. That's a conversation that we can have um, because ultimately we should all be pulling in the same direction on this. In, Matt, if ever a person mm. has said, yes, I've cheated without actually saying, mm. yes, I've cheated, there's your answer. 
from Garrett Cole. That's one of the worst answers I've ever seen from a professional athlete put under the spot, uh, put on the spot, under the microscope, under pressure, no clue how to answer it. It's kind of like a five-year-old kid when his uh, mom says, did you take those chocolate chip cookies off the counter? Uh, no. Well, mom, no. let me tell uh, you what The dog happened. ate them. Yep. The dog jumped up and got them. Yep. The, the stable worker drank some cough medicine and peed on the hay, and then the horse ate the hay. That's another good one, isn't it? Bob Baffert. Yep. That's, uh, that's the worst answer, I think, I've ever seen from a pro athlete caught cheating. It's really bad. And this is from Brandon, who works at uh, Covers.com. He tweeted you. Uh, Matt, you summed it up perfectly. Uh, he's a he's a diehard Canadians fan. I would never want Toronto, forever rivals, or Ottawa, division rivals, to win a single game in the playoffs. But if Winnipeg or Edmonton came out of the standard Western Conference okay. and Montreal was eliminated, I'd probably root for them. That makes then sense. It does make some sense, for sure. That does make yeah. sense. Yeah. Johnny Avello on the program coming up next. DraftKings, uh, what was the biggest number they offered on remaining playoff teams, such as the Suns, the Canadians, or the Islanders during the regular season? Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now.
Are you tired of losing your hair? You can get 50% off your first order of hair loss treatments when you go to keeps.com slash vsin. Again, that's keeps.com slash vsin. As uh, Johnny Avello is waking up early with us here today on a Wednesday morning from DraftKings. Uh, Johnny, good morning. Good to talk to you as always. How are you today, sir? Doing well, Mitch. Uh, thanks for having me on again. Maddie. good to see you. You too, Johnny. I, I wanted to start with this, mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, obviously the NBA and the NHL playoffs uh, in full gear right now. Can you go back, like, during the season, any part? I don't know if it was December, February, whatever, maybe before the playoffs started. Like, do you remember, like, the, the biggest numbers that you were offering in future markets on, let's say, the Suns, for example, in the NBA, maybe other teams there as well, or the Canadians in the NHL? Oh, the Canadians were certainly a big number. Yep. Uh, the, the Canadians you could have had probably at uh, 50 or even higher. Uh, the Nets were, I don't think the Nets were any higher than around 11 or so. Um, probably the Sixers were always in the 20 range, 20, 25 range. Um, yeah, so, you know, they, they were there were some really good prices out there at, at times for all teams uh you know even the knights just a few days ago have you know you could have had them at at 15 to 1 so uh you know it it, was, it all depends on how teams are going and uh certainly when it goes comes down to these final series if you're down a couple of games you uh you can get a better price than you could have gotten all year so it's kind of amazing sometimes it pays the weight sometimes it doesn't yeah that's no, a good point i mean the Knights, I think, to come back and win their series were in the plus 550 range or 5-1, right. to one, right, whatever it was when they are down uh, 0-2 to Colorado. Like I, the Suns, for example. I mean, to win their division in February, they were 16-1 to one and they were two games back and they had the Lakers and the Clippers ahead of them. And then, like, when they were down, what was it, two games to one of the Lakers and the Lakers were $9, Matt, I think, to win that division. True. And here you go, go, they've been playing tremendous basketball all year long, so it's like the opportunities and how it's opened up for a lot of these teams now is crazy. Yeah, uh, Suns. Suns are still sitting at eight to one. The Bucks. Here we go with the Bucks. You know, uh, Bucks down a game. They're sixteen to one. Uh, the Hawks are fifty to one. Nuggets are fifty to one. So these are some prices that you know, especially in the Nuggets, you kind of got fifty to one all year long. Yeah. Uh, so tonight the Suns are six point favorites over the Nuggets. Total of uh, two twenty two and a half. DraftKings I think has dropped to five and a half. On uh, Phoenix, you anticipate a little bit more dog action with uh, Phoenix winning game one at home as a favorite? Yeah, I think so. Um, so far, that's what, that's what we're seeing. We're certainly seeing uh, money on the over. We've moved that thing uh, two and a half points so far. So uh, that's, yeah, last night's game, uh, you know, the 76ers, uh, they, that game was heavily bet. I thought that was going to be one of the biggest betting games of the year, and uh then we get to the the uh, Clippers game. That thing actually outwrote the first game. So amazing the amount of money coming in on all on all these playoff. You games. know we've seen some big bets too. I, I saw Patrick Everson of Covers report last night. Bet MGM took a nine hundred thousand dollar bet on the Clippers plus one twenty against the Jazz to win one point eight million, one point oh eight million, or lose nine hundred thousand. So he lost nine hundred k on the Clippers money line last night. What was the biggest bet you took at DraftKings? Uh, we took uh, three hundred thousand on the seventy sixers on the money line, but that was only to win a hundred. Um, so you know, w- when you look at a bet like that into the whole mix, that tells me that 
the volume on all the smaller bets, the hundreds, the five hundreds, the thousands. Uh, everybody's playing these games. That's that's what it's showing me. Um, you know, for us that for that to be our biggest bet, and for us to have that type of handle on those games. Yeah. I kicked this around with uh, Matt yesterday. It doesn't really matter, but you know how they're correlated, like TV ratings and betting handle? Mm-hmm. Like with some of these big teams getting knocked out of, uh, you know, there's no Maple Leafs, obviously, but in, in the NBA, there's no Lakers involved here. You've had some other bigger markets get knocked out, obviously. Does that affect anything at this point, or is sports betting so big right now that you really don't see that much of a difference? We really don't, Mitch. Wow. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Now, last night's game was funny. Uh, you know, we, we opened up the Sixers two and a half the first game and went to four. They lose. So, you know, you would think the natural adjustment is to open up, you know, two and a half or one. We open up four and a half and we go to six and a half. So it just goes to show you how powerful, uh, you know, a team losing that was supposed to win. And now with their backs against the wall, uh, has to win. The betters are on that side. And, you know, we're making adjustments uh you know, to show that that team needs to win and knowing that the money's going to come in on that side. Nothing's changed in the NBA playoffs, that's for sure, when it comes to, you know, the do theory. How about the uh, Nets and Bucks game three? How do you think that's going to be bet right now? DraftKings, Bucks minus three, total 235 and a half. The total looks like it's been bet up a little bit uh, from the opener at some spots. But do you think the Bucks are going to draw action after a 39-point loss in game two, Johnny? I don't think they are. Uh, you know, we opened that up three and a half. We're down to three. And and since the Nets, we've got so much money on the Nets in the future book. And uh, there's a lot of believers out there in the Nets. I think they're going to bet the Nets taking the points in this one. All right. How about hockey and uh, the Vegas Golden Knights pulled the upset on the road last night, beat the Colorado Avalanche to take a 3-2 lead in the series. Well, what's your wagering handle like on a game like that? Was that a was that a major decision for you last night or not? That was a major decision for us. Uh, and, uh, you know, they were on, actually on uh, Colorado uh, thinking they're going to go home and after losing two and get that one, they sure looked like they were in good shape with a 2-0 lead. Uh, but the Knights keep fighting back. Uh, Knights in good shape right now. Um, well, probably this next, you know, this game's is – we opened up only the Knights short price, and we're up to 36. I expect uh, night money here in this, as the uh, betters of field are going to close this one out. Stone cold last night, yeah. Mitch. Uh, Mark Stone yep. on the breakaway to get the uh, win for the Knights 3-2 in overtime. They were down two goals in the third period. That's a huge win. DraftKings has Vegas minus 136 in uh, game six uh, tomorrow night. How would you bet that? You think the Knights close them out? Dennis Bernstein seemed to indicate that, I mean, that, I right? think there's a chance that the – I mean, it sounds kind of dumb to say this, but they've kind of broken the, the avalanche. They, you know, I mean, to, to go from where they were at, and now, like like Dennis pointed out, they cannot close games. I know. At some point, like, mentally, you just got to be frustrated with yourselves. How do you blow a two-goal lead in the third period yeah. on home ice last night with all that's, uh, all that's at stake and on the line? Johnny, how about the uh, Boston Bruins, New York, New York Islanders tonight? And the uh, home team is the dog in this one. It's going to be a good one. The Islanders up 3-2 in the series. They got a chance to advance. How's that game going to be bet? Uh, that's going to be bet uh, Islanders. Um, that's another team we've taken some future money on. We've taken some money on the Islanders for the series. 
Uh, certainly there were some great prices out there on them as they're now the favorite. Uh, and I think they're going to stick with them here. Uh, you know, they played as well as the Bruins played all year long. And uh, there's, you know, even though we have the Bruins the favorite for the uh, for this game in a must-win situation, um, you know, the Islanders are probably not getting enough respect here. Is the golf this week popular at this point? I mean, it tees off tomorrow, the Palmetto Championship, and we're coming off, obviously, the PGA and then the Memorial, and the next week's Torrey Pines, obviously, for the U.S. Open. Are you getting a lot of action so far? And uh, to that point, who are the most popular bets at this at this stage? You know, this might end up being one of the uh, the lower rights on golf this year. Uh, we don't have a full field. Of course, you got DJ and Kepka playing in this to warm up for for a championship. But uh, you know, this the the course here uh, hasn't been played on in a PGA event. Uh, no past performances to go by. I think it's a tough event to play. Um, now, with that being said, of course, if DJ and Kepka feel, then you can go after them. You can find some you know, really nice prices on guys. Uh, so, you know, in, in one way, it's a good tournament to bet. In another, uh, very difficult to handicap. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's kind of like a, a guess. You're guessing a little bit at golf this week, but I think it could be, uh, it could be a co- cool tournament in terms of we're going to see some long shot. Serious long shot players on this leaderboard on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think you can look to beat the favorites, DJ and Kepka here, because Mitch, we've talked about it, they're going to be more focused on the U.S. Open and the year's third major on deck next week at Torrey Pines in San Diego. Johnny, how's your golf game doing? You been out much? Have not. Uh, went and hit some balls the other day for the first time in a few weeks. Just uh, haven't had the time to get out. It's just been busy. But, you know, I... I'm looking forward to getting out here soon, especially with you, Matt. I think uh, we we need a golf date. Well, let's do it because I love to play when the temperature gets over 110 and it's headed that direction this weekend. So if you can handle the heat, I'll be out playing about every day now. Johnny, here's my prediction. You're going to be golfing with Matt by next Thursday because Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday looks like 113, 115, and 115. Uh, So he's going to be in touch to golf and play. 115, Johnny. we got to play next week. Yeah, one thing, when the temperature goes up, the prices on golf goes down. Yeah, not too many, not too much traffic on the course either. You pretty much yeah. have the course to yourself. Hey, trivia time, I'm going to ask you quickly. Jack Nicklaus won 18 majors. How many times did he finish second, Johnny? Do you know the answer? I do not. Uh, I, I, I'll take a stab at it. He finished second uh, uh, 30. He holds the record for most runner-up finishes in a major with 19. So 18 oh, majors 19. and 19 second-place finishes. Man. Oh, like the 19 second-place finishes were for majors? Yeah, I'm talking majors. Yeah, I'm talking majors. Oh, majors. Wow, that's incredible. Think about wow. that for a second. Yeah. I wonder how many of those he really, re- like realistically had a chance to win. Uh, he finished in the top five 56 times in majors. <laughs> okay, yeah. majors yeah. alone. Uh, good talking to you as always, Johnny. Have a good night tonight. Thank you, guys. Yeah, be good. There you go. I had this conversation yesterday with somebody uh, about golfing, uh-huh. like in 80 degrees with 90% humidity, oh. or golfing out here in 115. You don't break a sweat out here when it's 110 golfing. No, you don't. You can play 18 holes and it's 115 degrees and you don't sweat. You also drink about 25 beers and of not course. even feel it. No yeah, that'll do it for us today. Good luck with your bets tonight. Back tomorrow at 7 Eastern. See ya.
Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.